the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Nice to have you along today for a Tuesday ride on the Bruce Hooley Show. Hopefully you will not get carjacked while we are uh, riding together, if you are, in fact, in your car right now. Uh, that's a problem in Columbus. And you say, wait a minute, wait a minute, is this a live edition of the Bruce Hooley Show? Uh, because weren't you talking about carjackings back in March? Uh, yes, I was talking about carjackings back in March. And I was talking about it because Columbus police were talking about it. It was a big problem back in March. And then the agenda item initiative brought forward to uh, fix that problem because, you know, it's not good when citizens of the city are minding their own business, filling up their car with gas, out and about, parked, and someone comes up to you with a gun in their hand and demands your vehicle. That's unsettling. Not a Chamber of Commerce moment. Not good for uh, companies looking at coming into the city and bringing jobs here. Uh, you might remember that the Operation Game Over, which was announced by police, was highly criticized by a source that I found a bit surprising. And you might have found a bit surprising, too. Who objected to Operation Game Over? Well... I remembered it this way, and I was not wrong. Sometimes my brain and my memory betray me, but uh, on this instance, it did not. It was indeed Franklin County's juvenile court judges who took exception to Columbus police instituting an initiative called Operation Game Over. Uh, Why did the juvenile court judges, who uh, coincidentally... Their work intersects with uh, with the uh, uh, bad actions of juveniles. You would think they would, just for the sheer convenience of having their caseload reduced, would be all about any kind of an initiative that would clamp down on juvenile crime and hopefully reduce it. Uh, no. Instead, uh, they were highly critical of police officers and law enforcement's attempt to get juvenile carjackings under control. Do you remember why they opposed Operation Game Over? It wasn't that it was ineffective. Had they objected on those grounds, I might have joined them because I don't want to see your money, which funds Columbus Police through taxes, and I don't want to see your money wasted. But that was not why juvenile court judges objected to Operation Game Over. No, they objected to Operation Game Over because they thought it was racist. 
And they thought that it uh, spread fear in the community and propaganda, systemic racism, trying to hold accountable uh, juveniles, which I, I remember when Operation Game Over was announced, they didn't say, this is aimed at Asian teenagers. This is aimed at Hispanic teenagers. This is aimed at white teenagers, or this is aimed at black teenagers. No, they just said this is aimed at stopping the teenage carjacking of innocent civilians' vehicles. Juvenile court judges, though, well, they saw it differently. Uh, In a statement released way back in March, the seven juvenile court judges uh, said the initial announcement of the unveiling of Operation Game Over As I said, spread propaganda and fear. Here's what they said then. It will become important in a moment why they said this. Our community should be weary of recent demands calling for the deleterious, word of the day kids, and unnecessary detention of predominantly African-American youths and others residing in lower income areas of the county. These propaganda efforts smack of the widely debunked super predator myths of the 1990s. And every juvenile crime statistic available suggests that juvenile justice reforms implemented since that time have been more effective than the tough love approach suggested by the less learned stakeholders. That's what they said back in March. And do you know who wrote that story back in March in the Columbus Dispatch? Bethany Bruner. Bethany Bruner wrote that story back in March. And now, flash forward, come on with me, kids, over to September of 2021. And here's a story this morning. As Columbus police see another spike in the number of cars being stolen, particularly by teens, an operation that saw success early this year is being resurrected. Commander Dwayne Mabry said the rebirth of Operation Game Over. There it is. That racist propaganda initiative is back, ladies and gentlemen, because why? Oh, Bethany told us in the paragraph above it, she said an operation that saw success. Imagine that. We're resurrecting a program that worked. Now, I read all through Bethany's story today. There's like, when I printed it out, there's one, two, three, three and a quarter pages of just unmatched, outstanding reporting here. But you know what Bethany Bruner never mentions one time, not once. And she wrote the story about the juvenile court judges. She never mentions it. She never mentions it today that juvenile court judges objected to this program that she's notes worked and is being brought back. Dishonest, agenda-driven nonsense is what this is. Yes, I'm listening to Hugh Hewitt on the way in today. He's asking the question, why is America's murder rate spiking 30%? There are myriad reasons given. Cops aren't patrolling bad neighborhoods anymore. Why? Because they don't want their career ended by somebody's cell phone video when they actually put the cuffs on someone and are deemed to have done it in a racist or an unkind way. Or because 
maybe uh, some other reasons are that we've defunded police and there aren't cops to go in to their neighborhoods anymore. Uh, Maybe it's because people like Al Sharpton nationally and Tim Ahrens and Tim Clark locally, pastors, are telling people, hey, the cops are bad. You don't have to obey the cops. They're out to get you. That could be a part of it. Or it could be because, what do you know? When kids commit little crimes, maybe break windows, maybe petty theft from a store, they escalate to bigger crimes like, oh, what do you know? Carjacking. And it ends up resulting in bigger crimes later on, which is like the biggest of all murder. And that is why the murder rate is up 30% throughout the nation and up at record levels here. So I find all this interesting that the principle of sowing and reaping, you reap what you sow, more than you sow, later than you sow, is true. It's true in all things. It's particularly true in crime. So I'll give you the details, and you can hear in your own words of a nice lady who went into a low-income neighborhood and was passing out free food. And what happened to her? Her car got stolen. She got carjacked. And a juvenile fired a gun right behind her head just to point out to her that he was serious. You'll hear her story next on The Bruce Hooley Show. Hey, do not forget your opportunity to see for yourself, judge with your own eyes and with your own ears, the Senate candidates for the seat soon to be vacated by Rob Portman, but not soon enough. Uh, Rob Portman will no longer be a United States senator after he finishes his term in 2022. I say not soon enough, not only because I'm not a huge Rob Portman fan, anybody who would go along with one of Joe Biden's spending boondoggles I'm not a fan of, but also because once Rob Portman is not a senator, we will have had a new election, which will hopefully reorder both the House and Senate into Republican hands so that uh, Joe Biden will be uh, extremely limited in the back half of what I certainly hope is his first and only term as president. Uh, So get your tickets to the Senate Leadership Forum, a night with the Ohio Republican Senate candidates sponsored by Center for Christian Virtue, 98.9 The Answer. It's October the 24th. It's a Sunday night, 7 to 9 p.m. Hugh Hewitt will moderate. Every candidate on the Republican side will be there. We'll see if Tim Ryan shows up. The shouting Democrat from the Youngstown area. Hugh Hewitt says he knows Tim Ryan. He likes Tim Ryan. Mm, I differ with Hugh on that and on vaccines. Uh, But Hugh's a nice guy, and he was kind enough to come on the show, and I look forward to meeting Hugh. We're allowed to have differing opinions. On some things, I think we're like-minded on most. But you will interview the candidates one-on-one while the other candidates are on the stage. And then Hugh and Aaron Bear will put the candidates through a roundtable discussion, and you'll learn about their stance on the issues that are most important to you. Get your tickets at 989theanswer.com, 989theanswer.com. Now back to our uh, interesting story today that Operation Game Over, a police initiative aimed at curbing the rampant teenage carjacking problem in Columbus. It's being resurrected. Uh, Back in March, the juvenile court judges who have to see these criminals, that's what they are, you carjack, you're a criminal, 
Uh, they have to see them in court. The judges, overwhelmingly Democrat, I think one of the seven is a Republican, uh, objected to this because it was racist propaganda. It was uh, targeting black youths. Um, so here's what's happened since, and this is why they're bringing it back. Um, police are concerned that not only teens are involved, but some incidents have involved preteens or tweens. What's a tween? Uh, well, that'd be somebody between somebody who's like 13. They're not considered a, they're a teenager, but they're not really considered you know, teenagers, particularly 16, 17. And, you know, carjackers typically have driver's licenses, not these. September 15th, a nurse at Nationwide Children's Hospital, male nurse, waiting in his car, uh, German village. Kids come up to the window, ask for directions. They end up carjacking him. They go on a high-speed chase. Two brothers, 12 and 13. Now, they they showed a gun. It turns out it was a paintball gun. Okay, let's write that off. Silly kids having fun. Two days later, a group of teens crashed a car that had been stolen on September the 11th. Four other vehicles were involved in the crash, presumably law-abiding citizens. Whenever there's a crash of cars, somebody could die. Remember the incident in Washington, D.C., where two girls carjacked? The immigrant's car he was trying to provide for his family, they stole the car, he ends up dead. They, by the way, will not do any serious time because they're juveniles. Oh, they're kids, crazy kids. Those same teens who caused a crash involving four vehicles carjacked another car, went to a townhouse complex, causing a multi-hour barricade situation involving SWAT personnel. They're kids, come on. What harm could they possibly do barricading? They're having fun. They're just playing, I don't know. Thankfully, this was resolved peaceably. You get SWAT team on the scene in a barricade situation, highly charged atmosphere, bad things can happen. So I applaud Columbus Police for reinstituting this program. I think it is deplorable that the dispatch is protecting these Democratic judges in juvenile court by not even mentioning in the story, even though it's the same exact reporter Bethany Bruner, she doesn't mention either. She doesn't mention the juvenile judge's objection to this program at all, and their nonsense attribution of this program to racist motivation, complete and total and utter nonsense. And she knows it because she wrote it, and she doesn't have the courage to write that they were wrong because it'll make people who's twisted view of the world through the prism of race she undoubtedly shares. This is the kind of nonsense we have to call out and demand accountability on. Now, here's a nice lady. She spoke with WSYX Channel 6. Why was she speaking to them? Because she went to St. Dominic's Church and she's trying to do the Christian thing. Give away food in an impoverished neighborhood. This is how the story sounded when it aired on WSYX 6. Didn't believe it would happen to me. I mean, they all know me. And um, I just still couldn't believe it was happening. And I was standing there without a car. A volunteer robbed at gunpoint right outside a church, all while she was handing out food to kids in need. And the person suspected of stealing her car, just a teenager. Tonight she's speaking to our Bree Buckley about this scary situation. 
Bree, what happened? Bob, she's still in shock over the entire situation that happened on Saturday. She tells me she's been passing out food to kids in that neighborhood outside of her church for decades and never once thought she would be in danger, let alone robbed at gunpoint by what she believes is teen. And there were a lot of kids that were outside playing, so I decided I would just park right in front of the church while they're there. It started as a typical day volunteering for Rebecca Peacock Craig. Of all the bags. Passing out bags full of food to kids <laughs> in the neighborhood near St. Dominic's Church. Until she noticed a group of teenagers acting suspiciously, one in particular. It's, that's actually him there as he was coming down. This what was going to happen at that point. Who tried to lure her away from her car. And the kid who did this said, there's some kids over there. There's some kids over there behind the apartments. They want some. And I said, well, tell them to come on. And he said, no. He said, you need to take it over to them because they're afraid. She stayed put and started packing up to leave when. And I felt them just like running up behind me. And one of them grabbed hold of my hand. And I looked at him and I said, it was just a gut reaction. I said, are you kidding me? And he pulled out his gun and he said right in my face with his gun, I'm serious. So at that point, I let go. And he shot the gun right over my shoulder. He then sped off with her car that had her wallet, medications, hearing aids, and all of her personal belongings. I do things a lot differently now. Um, I'm more cautious. But despite her scary experience, Rebecca says she won't allow this to stop her from giving back to the kids and hopes it won't stop others from volunteering as well. I don't want people to stop doing the good things they're doing because of this because the goodness so much outweighs everything else. Rebecca says she's been so surprised by the outpouring of support that she's received as she tries to piece her life back together. She works at the Mid-Ohio Food Collective and says anyone interested in helping can contact the food bank. Live on your side, the newsroom, Bree Buckley, Fox 28 News. Now, that is a wonderful lady, uh, Rebecca Peacock Cray. To have that attitude in the aftermath of the violent trauma that she has suffered. She is an amazing woman. She is fortunate she was not injured. This is going to end very badly for someone. It is inevitable that when you combine teenagers highly charged, the determination to steal a car, if and when that intersects with someone who perhaps through them resisting, perhaps through them not resisting, but just the incredibly bad judgment of a teenager who's already made a series of bad judgments, somebody's life's going to end. Somebody's life's going to end. I'm not wishing for that. I'm just telling you this is the course that we're on. And it's the appeasement, the enabling of this. On all fronts, it distresses me to see another story in the local news that the fight at Westland High School, which was unquestionably the result of gang activity, is now being explained away as a stress related to COVID. Look, folks, we have got to stop making excuses for bad behavior, we have to start exacting consequences, severe ones, certain ones, 
the democratic ideal toward everybody's mistakes are the fault of someone else. They've been dealt a bad hand or they're not really responsible or something pushed them to do it. There can be elements of truth in that, but it's not doing the offender any favors and it's certainly not making our communities any safer when we abide this kind of evil acts. We're just lucky this lady didn't end up more traumatized than she was. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.